Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. This week's quickie comes off the back of a question that I often get asked a number of times a year, and that is, is lavender oil considered estrogenic? There's been a belief that lavender is estrogenic and causes hormonal issues, but this stems primarily from a limited number of studies and definitely anecdotal evidence, which have been broadly generalized. The concern is is that there's certain compounds found in lavender oil that could mimic estrogen in the body or otherwise disrupt normal hormonal function. Now, the primary study that sparked this concern was actually back in 2007 in the New England Journal of Medicine. The researchers reported cases where young boys developed breast tissue after using products containing lavender and tea tree oils. They conducted in vitro test tube tests, and they also tried to say that there was absolutely a correlation. However, when I look this all up and I go into my Bible, The Essential Oil Safety Guide by Robert Tizerand, he says that this study has been criticized on a number of grounds, including that insufficient essential oil would penetrate the skin from wash-off products to cause such an effect. Plus, there were no controls introduced to exclude potential environmental chemicals such as phthalates, which we do know has an endocrine-disrupting ability. So how do we know for sure? I think it's really important whenever you read anything like this or hear about it on the internet that there's a number of different critical points to consider when you interpret such findings. Now, we do know that correlation does not necessarily imply causation. This study in particular was observational and based on a very small number of cases. It did not fully demonstrate that lavender oil caused these symptoms, only that there was a temporal association. But as I just mentioned, it could have been from other toxic environmental chemicals loaded with things like parabens and phthalates that could have actually been the thing that caused that reaction. There's also differences between in vitro versus in vivo. Now, there's many effects observed in laboratory cell cultures that do not always translate to the effects in living organisms. Dosages can also differ dramatically, and the body's metabolism can alter a substance's impact. So once again, unless there's more research or more testing, how can we possibly say that lavender oil is estrogenic? We also know that there was later studies aimed at replicating these results, and these too have been inconsistent. Inconsistent. Some have even failed to confirm the original study's findings, while others suggested the estrogenic activity is so weak to even cause issues at humans' typical exposure levels. Now, we also could look at the quality of the oils. Is there a consistency around the purity and the components of these essential oils? Because this can vary widely, uh, widely, and that can affect research outcomes. Some commercial products may contain additives or contaminants that could definitely interfere with hormonal activity. So we cannot blame lavender. There was also more larger scale reviews and studies that have indicated that the evidence of lavender oil acting as an endocrine 
endocrine disruptor is actually very weak. Regulatory bodies like the European Commission's Scientific Committee on Consumer Safety have concluded that the current data does not support the need to restrict lavender oil in cosmetic products. So I just want you to know that whilst you may have heard that lavender oil can cause boys to grow breast tissue, I'm here to continually confirm along Robert Tizeran's ilk that there is no conclusive evidence to prove this. So whilst some laboratory studies can suggest that certain compounds in lavender can affect hormones, these have definitely not been conclusively observed in broader human populations or linked to clear adverse health outcomes. So my opinion is this. The initial claims about lavender oil's estrogenic effects are very overstated and more rigorous controlled studies would definitely be needed to establish a causal relationship. So use your lavender, make sure you use it safely, diluted, make sure that you actually follow the guidelines on how to use highly concentrated 100% organic essential oils, all of them, not just lavender. And if you're not sure, do your own research or get yourself a copy of the Essential Oil Safety Guide by Robert Tizerand and Rodney Young. I cannot recommend that book enough. And if you have any other questions around essential oils or their safety or have concerns, I welcome you to email me at info at kimmorrison.com. That's info at kimmorrison.com because I too love to stay ahead of the curve in understanding the research and what literature is actually being put out there. Let's continue to sing the praises of this beautiful modality of aromatherapy. Let's use the oils in an everyday way, safely and effectively. And let's also understand that whilst they are 100% highly concentrated, pure, potent extracts from these plants, they must be used correctly. They must be used safely, but more importantly, have an awareness around any of the contraindications so that you can use them in an everyday way with your beautiful family, with yourself, and always ensure if you're not 100% sure on anything, please reach out or follow people that you truly do believe do know. I hope you've enjoyed this week's quickie. I hope you continue to use that dream mum in a bottle. I call lavender the mother hug of all oils. It is one of the most beautiful oils and considered one of the safest oils to have in your first aid repertoire. It's brilliant for burns, bites, and stings. It's one of the first, uh, one of the only oils that you can actually place first onto the skin without having to always dilute. But remember, only in very small areas like a burn, a bite, or a sting. It's also a very beautiful cytophylactic oil, which means it's very cell regenerating. So it's brilliant to use in a blend, perhaps in macadamia oil, apricot kernel oil, coconut oil, and make a 2.5% dilution and use that on the skin to help regenerate skin cells. It's also one of the ingredients in our Omega Repair oil, which is our scar tone and repairing oil for all skin conditions. And you'll also find in a number of our beautiful skincare products and of course our blends. I cannot recommend using lavender enough. It is definitely one of my go-tos. If you'd like to get yourself a little bottle, don't forget in the show notes, there's a discount code for 28.com. That's the word 20, the number 8.com. And as I said, please reach out if you have any other questions. 
You can follow me on Instagram, Kim Morrison and the number 28, or you can go to Kim Morrison Training on Facebook. Head on over to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast to listen to more beautiful quickies and amazing interviews. And thank you so, so much for giving the show a five-star rating. It really does help me to get the messages out there. And my love of self-care, self-love, essential oils, beautiful rituals, and of course, the most incredible souls that I get to interview is my passion to bring these uplifting, inspirational, quick bites right into your ears so that you too can follow this beautiful path of self-care and self-love. Take care. Be kind. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.